So today we are looking at uh, John chapter 12, and there's really three different events or kind of mini episodes that jump out to me in in the reading today. Um, it kind of skips around to, a, you know, John's kind of moving through several different things. But the, the first is this scene where it's kind of a famous scene where Mary pours out this expensive ointment on Jesus's feet. I mean, you got to think about this, where we are in the story. She just she just lost Lazarus, her brother, <clears throat> and then Jesus has raised him from from the dead, and so she is over overwhelmed with, you know, with joy probably and thankfulness, and um, uh, you know, is certainly in a moment where she's been moved by what Jesus has done for her, and so she pours out this ointment, and um, Judas Iscariot, who we know is going to betray Jesus here soon, uh, you know, gets after her a little bit and, and says, you know, shouldn't we take this money and, you know, shouldn't we take this ointment, sell it and put it in the money bag? And, and you know, the money bag is, is a bag of money that was kind of like everybody puts money in there and then they use this to be generous to the poor. Uh, but the irony and the, the hypocrisy in this is that Judas controls the money bag and is known at least by John for uh, taking money out of it for himself as being a thief over this this money for the poor. And if John knows, probably I'm guessing the other some of the other disciples knew as well. So, uh, you know, you see this hypocrisy pointed out. And of course, Jesus says, uh, you know, he kind of addresses this and says, no, you, you've, you've got me here. Um, you need to pay attention to me. Forget, forget that. And of course, Jesus knows what Judas is going to do. And at this point, I, I believe Judas even probably knows what Judas is going to do. Um, so that's that's the first thing that we see in today's reading. The second scene is 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 I, I think it's kind of a funny scene. It's where the Pharisees, um, getting down to around verse nineteen, where they kind of notice that things are getting out of control. They've lost control, and Jesus is now uh, really gathering a ton of momentum. And it's kind of like, this is the moment where they realize, well, we're not going to be able to control this. And in verse 19, I love it. It says, so the Pharisees said to one another, you see that you are gain- you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. In other words, kind of in exasperation, they've throwing their hands up and they're saying, you know, this, this is, there's too much momentum here. And it, it just kind of reminds me of this phrase I've heard that I think is so great. It's this idea that God's going to do what God's going to do. And we can either jump on the train and be a part of what he's going to do in the world and what he's doing in the world, or we can watch it pass by. It's an open invitation, and we all have a choice. And uh, Pharisees obviously have chosen to watch it pass by in, in this case. But uh, I, I think that's kind of almost funny just to watch them throw their hands up in exasperation. I, John probably, in looking back, was recording it in that way, almost chuckling, I'm, I'm guessing. And then the third scene is is this moment in the story where it's like this Jesus it, it's like the the tone shifts and um these Greeks who are non-Jews so Jesus came first to to spread the gospel to spread what was going to happen to the Jews and and we know that after that he he the plan is to take it to the rest of the world and the Greeks and I'm air quoting, are kind of the start of the rest of the world. They're symbolically in, in all of Scripture, the rest of the world. And so the Greeks have now started to come after Jesus in a good way, come after him for the truth, for the miracles, for the blessings. 
and they approach Philip and Philip comes to the disciples. And we have this moment where Jesus kind of says, you know, the hour is now upon us. In other words, it's time for me to turn the page and move to the next part of this journey. It's it's the moment where Jesus now starts down the road of his eventual death. And a be- he, he lays out this beautiful analogy about a grain of wheat going into the earth and dying. And in doing so, it bears fruit and becomes part of you know, part of that bigger plan. And, and then he gives us, he says to us that we must die to ourselves, that we must die to our desires, that we must be transformed into um, a vessel for God. And in doing so, we become part of God's plan. We become part of God's story. And, and to do this, we have to choose what's most important to us, God's will or our own. And it's, it's a hard truth. And ultimately, each of us gets to decide. It's back to, you know, what, what the Pharisees have figured out. You know, they watch the train pass them by. We each get to choose, do we want to hop on the train or do we want to watch it pass us by? And we get to choose whether it's, you know, our desires, our auto- autonomy, our free will. Are those going to be our God or are we going to choose God? Jesus laid down his life for us as an example to us. And we get to daily decide whether or not we are going to lay down our lives and follow the the desires and the will of God that he is giving uh, to us. And so it's today I'm praying for just a small, visible, intentional, and deliberate opportunity where I can kind of spot a moment and, and say, you know what? Oh, there it is. Okay. I'm going to choose to lay down my life in service to this person or in service to what I know God has called me to. So it's a reminder for me today to intentionally make that decision at one point in the day today to be on the lookout for that opportunity.